What's up, guys? We're back once again. High Street Freaks. We are. I mean, honestly, we don't we don't have a lot of Buckeye football to talk about this week. Um, I think that the most important news in my life is uh, I joined a gym on purpose. So I like Let's go. I like go and like it's it's the weirdest thing. I just like inten- in intentionally get tired. It's new to me that I just like go pick up heavy things and put them down and just like. I don't know. It's uh, I'm sure this is Ryan's Avenue, but like I've I've I don't think I've ever in my life just like gone to the gym to just like go to the gym and intentionally work out. Like I've always been in shape, but it's just been from like doing stuff. But now that I don't do yeah. anything, I figured it was it was about time, you know. Yeah, that yeah. that's sedent, the sedentary, you know, work at home lifestyle kind of get it, catch up. It it's good. I, I basically I was out of the gym for like six, seven weeks because I had a. Uh, I was I was doing some pretty heavy shrugs and I basically tore all the skin off of my both hands, uh, which was that was not fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I still even right now, I, for, it's fucking embarrassing to me. I don't really have my normal calluses. I have like baby hands right now. It's it's a little embarrassing. You, that's like a feeling. You someone shakes your hand, you don't have any like you know callus yeah. on your hands. It feels bad, dude. You don't want to have that at all. Yeah. So so I'm trying to get them building back up, and it'll, I'm sure it'll be getting nasty work here soon, but the best just the best feeling in the world to me nothing like that just uh just picking some weight up putting it down you gotta love it yeah it's a my 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 strategy so far i don't really like know how to work out nor am i like in like the shape where that's the easiest that's the best time you can just go in there and fuck around that's the thing (laughs) oh yeah you just get strong by mistake (laughs) yeah exactly. that's exactly what it is and so it's it's not like it's not like i'm I have like a routine or anything like that. I literally go in and like run two miles. And then it's like, I just kind of walk around to machines that look like fun and grab some weights and just like do whatever seems like I should be. We can, uh, I can get you set up with the program. You got to hop in that, uh, you got to hop in that lifting thread we have on the message board. Um, I should, I should. Yeah, message board. That's on a great website too, by the way, meetatmidfield.com. Famously Uh, our website, actually. Is this a premium episode or a free one? Is this are we are we advertising on this or are people already subscribed? Let's let's make it free. It's free. Okay. <laughs> we're deciding now it's free. I think it's due for a premium episode, but I think we're gonna have a guest on that might want to drop some premium information in okay. maybe next week. And so I think we might save that for a premium. Oh, that's a good tease. So well, that's great because we never fucking advertise our website in the show. We kind of always forget about it. So listen, yeah. if you're listening to this podcast for free every week, come subscribe to the fucking website. We got a great community going on. I just dropped some premium info actually on the board about 25 minutes ago um, that is on there now about some about some potential rumors about some coaching staff stuff. So that's on there currently. Um, we have position previews for every single Ohio State position coming out. Um, we have uh, recruiting primers, every single Ohio State position coming out and writing those next. They're going to be out. Basically, the next three or four weeks, you're going to have daily content previewing the entire year to come for Ohio State. Um, Meetupfield.com. To, yeah, on top, on top of, of that, that DJ daily just... content. We of just course. dick around and write our our morning, morning. Yeah, I should say I'm saying this like I'm the, like you guys are the fucking workhorses of the site. I'm saying this like I'm the guy who's you know I, I'm showing up Johnny come lately after you know relaxing for a couple of weeks over, <laughs> over the Christmas break. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking the two workhorses here. Um, yeah, I mean, but the community's bustling. The, the the website's bustling. We got Ohio State content. We have national content from Patrick um, and myself. We have Michigan content from our friend Taylor. Um, a lot of stuff going on there. A lot of other Big Ten fans. You want to talk Penn State. You want to talk the Alabama coordinator hirings. Just, I mean, I think one of the, the widest scopes of any Ohio State site and the, the internet. So, um, yeah, come subscribe to meetmidfield.com. Yeah. And all that to say, I mean, we really also go don't... to the gym. Yeah. Go to the gym, too. Yeah. <laughs> I might be there. Who's to say? Who's to say? Maybe I'll just yeah. keep it a mystery which gym I go to and people can just see if they see me. 
I'll be you, the. Uh, you driving a car there like a loser? Yeah, because it's cold. <laughs> nah. Nah. Cold is good. That's the best time. For, you got to get out in the cold. That's that's good for your immune system. It's good for. It is good for me. You got to get on that. The Wim Hof system. You got to get that cold tub going. DJ yeah, lives in the suburbs now. He has a cold tub in his backyard. Yeah, uh, suburbs. <laughs> can see the uh, state house. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hardest suburbia. What do you mean? That's right. the, yeah, it really, that's it really is. It really. That's is. the mitochondria of the suburbs. The office. Kind of <laughs> it's it's the suburban office. Downtown yeah. is is it is Co- Columbus. Columbus, you can at least like kind of predict the neighborhood. Like if you don't really know about Columbus and you like see an address, you can like predict what the neighborhood's going to be like. I lived in Atlanta for a long time. Um, originally from there, like I went to high school and stuff there. But if you get an address in the metro Atlanta area, like there's just like parts where you're like, I have no idea what this is. Like this could either be like super 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 rundown. It could be super redneck. It could be like the queer eye apartments and it's just like block by block is completely different. And so like one time we were picking up something from Craigslist there and it's, I was like, I, I have no idea what we're walking into here. And like, as we're driving there, we pass like five different types of neighborhoods. So that's, if you're from Atlanta, you, you know how it goes. Just like in the Metro Atlanta area, you have no idea what you're getting like block to block. Someone sent me a video uh, from TikTok uh, of this like Detroit realtor recently, uh, kind of the same thing where it was like a, a, uh, a drone video like going down a couple blocks and opening into this house that she had just renovated and is up for sale and the inside of the house is like fucking gore it's like i mean it's a little like millennial kitschy i mean a little too much gray stuff in there for me but right. but it is a gorgeous landlord house, like, gray updated yeah. shit yeah landlord gray but it's all like marble right. and like this great finishes it's a cool house but yeah. the, the block like i i don't know who the fuck gave her the advice to post the block on the way up it's like what you're talking about where it's like one perfectly renovated house just in the absolute trenches. Like yep. <laughs> you get, you get that like, good way to get robbed. Good, good way to get you. Good way to get your heater stolen. You get that. Someone's got to. Someone's got to gentrify the neighborhood, brother. I mean, you're doing right. it right now, DJ. Right? You're you're the vanguard, but he someone's got to gentrify the neighborhoods. You, I'm sure I mean, DJ knows too. You get that on the other on the east side of Parsons, because it's like right next to German Village, and so you get those people that are like, oh, it's right next to German Village. Like it's a great area, and like you see the house, weird. and it's this newly renovated house that's listed for like twenty five hundred dollars a month on on Zillow or whatever. And then you go down there, and you're like, oh no, this is not what I signed up for. So uh, and no, I there's, like, well, that. there's houses on Sullivan, like in the heart of Sullivan, that were like eighteen hundred a month. <laughs> like I, and it's like crazy, and it's like I mean I you know, know what to expect living. on Sullivan, but yeah, like. I mean, we had a we had a neighbor, a guy from a uh, couple from Nebraska, bought the house sight unseen, put out put out big inflatable uh, Halloween decorations. Those got burned down. A week though, somebody got shot at the patio, murdered there, like a block away, stone cold. And then on Christmas, <laughs> the duplex next door got burned down by my freak neighbors from the lived across. The, uh, oh, I remember the next I had an altercation yeah, with your freak the twins, neighbors. Yeah. Anyway. They burned. They burned down a duplex on Christmas Day, and they were, they were talking to me about. They're like, "Is there a lot of crime around here?" And I was like, "I mean, if you go looking for it." And uh, she's like, "We just we just bought the house. We we just lived in Nebraska. We just bought the house because it, it, we just looked at a map and it was close to downtown." And I was like, "I mean, it That's is close you. to downtown." You, you didn't do any like you, you bought a house. No, three hundred homework though. Three hundred thousand dollar house, and they had it on the market to rent in under a year. And they, I mean, they rented <laughs> yeah. it out. I love that. Yeah, that's some that's wild perfect. shit. Yeah. 
Huh. Uh, couldn't be me. But uh, no, um, what was I going to say? I don't know. The, the, the gentrification house stuff's pretty wild. I almost bought, I almost not bought it. I almost rented a place right out of college in Marion Village. Uh, like not in the good parts of Marion Village, like in the parts where it was still, it was still pretty rough. What, back what then. part? What road? Uh, I, got, I don't remember the address off the top of my head, but here's what I recall about it is we went for this tour. This house was gorgeous. It was like an old school house, crazy, like open, like open deck up top, like beautiful backyard. Awesome. It was me and, you know, Luke, obviously. And, and uh, I don't know if you met Little Ryan, if you guys met him, I think you probably mm-hmm. did. But the three of us lived together right out of college. We were looking for a place. And I was like begging these guys to sign up for it when we were in the house in front of the realtor, like a fucking idiot. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, we walk outside and the lady, the next door neighbor comes in. Uh, an extra neighbor walks out of her house too. And we asked her like, Hey, you know, like, what do you think of the place, the neighborhood? She's like, it's pretty good. But she's like, just make sure you never fucking park on the, uh, in front of the house on the right side. I did one time when the lady punched both my windows out up front. Uh, <laughs> and she was like, you'll get robbed every now and then. Like, don't come right for your car. Just leave it unlocked. Don't leave anything yeah. in there. You'll be all yeah. right. It's best to do and it. It's like, best to leave it unlocked. Yeah. I, I, I had to go to college actually where I was out on a friend. I had the same problem with Frambies. They, they, when I was my junior year of college, I drove a 92 Honda Civic and uh, they That's fucking broke my windows. Car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they broke my window for the loose change in two mix CDs, dude. I was like, God, it was already unlocked. They broke it anyway. <laughs> I love that. You leave it unlocked. Yeah. You put a, a sign up day. that says it's unlocked. And, Please come in. And, and they caught the guy. They're like, do you want to file police? And they were banging on my door at 4 a.m. like on Wednesday night. Like, do you want to file a police report? I'm like, for fucking what? It's a $100 window. It's a 92 Honda. What am I going to get out of this? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's a homeless guy. What are you going to get out of him? Like, what, what's right. going to happen? <laughs> Anyway, that's Columbus. Um, yeah. But we never rented that house. We went to the, as, as all Ohio State graduates do, we went to the old Intangy Commons instead. God, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, now it's called uh, the co- the Commons at Old Intangy. Yep. Well, it's switched. switched. <laughs> it switched. Damn, they gentrified the old Intangy Commons. I think you know Columbus is getting different. I was I was going to uh, make a really bad joke. Yeah, I got six months. I got six months left, brother. I'm counting down the days. Like, I just see stuff now. <laughs> I get up because you know how I get. I get upset and I'm just like, Six more months. Six more months. <laughs> These losers on city councils are about to be somebody else's problem. I'm going to with the queen. Uh, <laughs> are you in? Are you going to be in the north part of that country, or are you? Now we're going uh, Dublin. There you go. Okay. Dublin, I'll make so. a, I'll make a visit as you as you. I'm I'm, I'm trying to join the IRA. I don't know, but like I would just tweet the plans. You know, if I got any battle plans whatsoever, yeah. like, I don't even drink anymore. <laughs> I would just tweet or do something yeah. dumb, and I'd get shot and killed. So yeah, I think I'm just you're gonna, gonna stay on the you're, side, you're, do some low risk stuff. You're gonna have your encounter that you have with that Wisconsin GA, except it's gonna be with like a UVF like retiree, <laughs> and he's gonna tell you about what he used to do back in Belfast in the day. <laughs> You're gonna be like, I heard Patrick O'Sullivan was. Uh... <laughs> but you'll probably experience the same thing. I, I know you've you've been there before, right, DJ? You've been there yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, when I went there, I forget the tax. I think it was called like My Taxi something was the app we used. instead of Uber. They were using a different app at the time for like the actual like you know medallion cabbies. But it shows your first and last name to them. And when I stayed in Dublin, I didn't do any research on where I was staying at for my Airbnb. And I was in a rough fucking neighborhood in Dublin. I was in Ballymun, if anyone knows what that means. It's like uh, you don't stay there if you if you can if you can avoid it. And uh, I stayed in Ballymun, and they picked me up. My name was you know Ryan Donnelly, and uh, they were fucking shocked. I was an American every time. They're like, 
one, why are you like one that name? We just assumed you're Irish. Two, like the, the red beard, and three, like why are you a valuable? Like Jesus Christ, like don't stay here. <laughs> I but love that. I mean, here's the thing: as you'll find out, we're off way on a tangent already. But like, what does a gangster look like in Ireland, dude? It's just some fucking white guy with a beard and tattoos. Like, That's you the think thing. the criminals in Ireland are scaring me? Like, come on, boy. Like, I I I don't like the Queen either. I'm good to go. <laughs> I was alarmed. Yeah, like, I, like I'm alarmed. Like when I'm go over there because none of them have guns. So I'm like, what are you like? Okay, you can talk. You're gonna talk shit to me. Like we can get into that. But like none of them have guns. Like you don't even yeah. like you got little knives. Like <laughs> that is true. I never thought you're gonna, of that. You gonna stab me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what are you gonna do? Stab me? Man, I was. Uh, stab. Yeah, I was biking. I was biking yes, on, uh, <laughs> on Christmas. And... I love that. I was biking on Christmas and I was pulling up to this motorcycle. I was like, what's going on here, motorist? And he heard me and he rolled down and this teen and he rolled down the window and he's, he's like, what'd you say? And I was like, I was like, ask him what's going on. Like, what are we doing here? And he goes, you want to fight old man? <laughs> well, what'd you say? You want to fight? Uh, well, see, I've always thought cause like, cause I'm juiced up. Like if it's ever got an altercation, it, I'm juiced up and you got to get up out of your car and I'm just going to kick that door in on you. as hard as I can. <laughs> straight up as hard as I can. I'm just going to mash you in that door as hard as I can. But these teenagers, bro, I, like I'm not like, I, I, I'm, I try not to discriminate by anything, but I am bigoted against teenagers. I just, I don't care. Like teenagers, I'll, I will cross the street, bro. Of any, especially if it's a white teenager with that little, mgk ponytail or like little man bun <laughs> i'm crossing the street brother every time and so I, he was like a teen i was like hey he could have a fucking gun you know what i mean like anybody around yeah. you just never fucking know and around here like especially on the west side the, they'll shoot your ass That's for true. just talking for just talking shit about like normally you know just talking shit on somebody and they'll fucking just shoot your ass <laughs> like they don't give a fuck so I'm scared, but over there, you know, what are they going to do? Beat me with a billy club? <laughs> They're all like five eight. Like, I'm not too worried about it. So I really hope. Yeah, I hope I'm, somebody I'm alarmed, in man. Ireland. I hope somebody Cuba, in Cuba Ireland is the same finds way. this podcast of DJ <laughs> just like, preemptively we, talking shit. We we've got we've got an Irish listener for flipping the field. I don't know if he listens to this. I don't think he's an Ohio State fan, but we do have an Irish guy listens to flipping the field that hit me up once. Um, so we got we got some of them out there. Yeah, hit me because I, mean, I don't drink. And people are like, you know, you're gonna go over there and drink. And it's like, well, I'm gonna figure something out. Like, I'm not gonna. I drink, actually, I'll tell like, you what. When when you move over there, I won't I won't say what my day job is because I'm not trying to get docs on the podcast. I got enough enemies. But uh, I have a client over in Ireland, and she also is uh, sober, and she lives in Dublin. So whenever you get over there, I will. Uh, she's an artist of some kind. She does like illustrations and stuff. So I will I will hook you guys up. You guys uh, can be you can be friends with my client. Just uh. Don't you know? Make me look good. No, don't don't embarrass me. <laughs> yes. Well, it's gotten a lot easier since I don't get blackout drunk six nights a week. It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell her about anything I do about college football, though. Just pretend we know each other from something else. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. I like talking to my it's friend. Like, like I said, there'll be an Ohio State bar over there. I was like, we got Pepper's oh, yeah. like world. Oh yeah, for sure. You know? <laughs> for sure. In Ireland, yeah, what, a million yeah, percent. That's the that's the easiest prediction in the world. Yeah, big time. All right. Well. I guess we can we can try our best to talk about so Eli Apple. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that, that's that's our that's that's our subject yeah. for today is is Eli Apple. I, I think 
I don't think anybody really needs like a, a, a preface on this. If you're online, one, you if you're as chronically this. online as us, if if you are listening to this, you are almost certainly as chronically online as us. And two, if you're as chronically online as us, there's not a chance that you missed Eli Apple. I mean, over even really the past two years, just turning into the most like relentless shit talker in the world. Like he's like probably easily the most relentless shit talker in the NFL right now, which is hilarious because he's like not the best corner by any means. Like he, he does well in the playoffs. Weirdly. Like he's a really, really good. in the Not playoffs, the best like, corner is the nicest thing someone said about his play in, in, in years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he got, he got cooked against Cooper cup. The thing was like, he started this whole thing last year in the playoffs and he was legitimately very good in the playoffs last year until he got cooked by Cooper, Cooper cup in the super bowl, which like who didn't get cooked by Cooper cup that season. Like it's, you know, that's just what happens. But um, so it's, it's, that's it's, it's, difference. it's very, it's very funny to me. Like it, it actually makes it better that he's like, I mean, I don't know. We, we we're not PFF grades people, but he has like a 53 grade on PFF. And so, like, this is a guy that's, like, legitimately one of the worst, according to PFF, like, starting corners in the NFL. And he is, like, the most relentless shit talker. And it's so funny because just, like, so far, like, nobody's been able to shut him up. But I think what's the funniest to me, and, and I've mentioned this on the pod, I think, a few times, is, like, anybody who covered Ohio State or interacted with Eli Apple, like, separately at all, he was like the quietest kid at Ohio State. Like he didn't talk. He he barely talked. Like he was super. Well, he had the iron deficiency. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. He didn't have the energy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, but um, uh, well, he didn't talk in the media. I'll say yes. this: like in practice, in practice, yes. if you were, I think for some reason the Ohio State beat never really reported it. But like the the glimpses we got to practice at the time. The shit between him and Mike Thomas yes. was yeah. Why, weren't they, like, like it was about spirit. like it was like personal. Yes. <laughs> oh, it was nasty. Yeah. Well, what was really funny is like I remember vividly uh, Jason at Eleven Warriors, the owner of Eleven Warriors. He would say like that he he's heard like reports that like Michael Thomas bullies Eli Apple in like the in like the room and stuff like that. But then Michael Thomas would come out and say like, no, Eli is the best shit talker on the team, like by far. But like, you never really saw that side of Eli. Like even when he's playing other teams, like he didn't talk shit to like other teams either. Like he just looks like a really level-headed guy, whatever. But Michael Thomas like said over and over and over, like Eli Apple was like the best shit talker on the team. And so like, and that I means vi- something come from Thomas. Right. Right. And I vividly remember like Jason was like, like given like this, like, I don't know, like he was talking about how it was super shitty of Mike Thomas. Like he's a horrible person because of the way that he bullies Eli Apple. And now like you see Eli and it's like, no, no, no. Like that's, that's like Eli issues history. That. Like, and, like and let's they, go one step further. Like this, well, got it from limits, his mom. like exactly. That's what yeah. I was about to say. Like, like this all comes from Annie Apple. Like Annie Apple is, is, <laughs> yeah. is just about as bad as Eli is. Yeah. Like she, Dude, I, I liked her when she her. was at Ohio state because she just made, Every like sometimes I just like people based on who they make mad, and yep. it's, she made everyone like, mad. And she was on a good streak for a while, and then it just kind of, and then I'm just like, oh, okay, like this is just uh, she. Like, she I like that. I think it's funny that she picked like one recruiting guy she liked, and it just happened to be Mark Givler, and Givler just had that recruitment for some reason. And Givler, like, I don't think he'll find me saying this, does not share many opinions with with Annie Apple. <laughs> They're yeah. not very similar people, but, and that's no insult to Gibbler, who I, I think we, as you guys on this podcast, we're big fans of, but yeah. um, could not be more different, but she was, uh, 
Yeah, like uh, she just picked him for, and was cool with him, but just picked a fight with everybody else in the world. It was very funny. But, but dude, her starting that fight with Emmanuel Acho this week or last week, so good. it was just the, that that's that meme or the gif from uh, Pacific Rim where it's just let them fight. Like that's just yeah. two people who are just terrible online. Let them let them tear yeah. each other apart. I don't want to. Yeah, it's in. so funny. Well, and, and like and like the thing is, I am obviously an Ohio State fan, obviously a Bengals fan, but it's like heard it, heard it before. I, I am just like I am just like. I don't really have like a strong opinion on Eli Apple one way or another. I am just like thoroughly entertained. You know, every, every time I see the tweets, like it, it, he just is a character at this point. He's like a WWE villain. And I just like, it's, it's thoroughly entertaining to me. I, I like, I will log on after games and just wait for his tweets to show up on the timeline. Like they're so funny to me, like, cause you know, it's coming and you know, the reaction because everybody's going to post like the, the responses of him getting like cooked against Cooper cup or whatever the Ravens receiver. I don't even know the receivers Ravens receivers name that cooked him in the, the first round of the playoffs. Like it's just so funny to me because it's so predictable and like he just makes everybody mad. And I'm really cool with people who make everybody mad. Yeah, you gotta love trolls, dude. I mean, like, it's so if good. there's one thing we embrace in this podcast, it's trolls. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, yeah. I think, general, generally speaking, my him trolling on, Diggs was pretty good. It's good. Um, oh, and dude. He, 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 the he, best he one he had was was the Trump video he retweeted. Did you guys see that one? I did not. Uh, uh, where he retweeted a video where it's like, uh, it said Stefan Diggs the minute he gets yes. in the playoffs. And it's the video of Trump saying, get those lights off. <laughs> it's so good. He's like, he's like, these lights are too bright. Get them off. It is it's... so funny. First of all, one of the best Trump videos ever. Uh, and also just the combination of, of him. And, uh, oh, dude. I well, mean, it's, it's so good. Everybody he's... expects it at this point. But he tweets like the tweets that he sends when he first started. I had to like check to make sure that was actually his account because like he tweets like like somebody would be parodying like an NFL cornerback. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's wild, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, it is very funny. Uh, and I mean, like he's just willing to go to a level that I think nobody else, the NFL is going to go to yep. in trash talk. The, uh, yeah, I think he, 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 he definitely came that... up on internet forums. If I had to, guess, Oh, Pokemon. you can tell. <laughs> That's where I grew up. I mean, that's, I, I get some similar vibes from him, but but him, <laughs> dude. I mean, I'll say this: like him quoting that that one Diggs tweet with uh, Cancun on three, with like the three heart uh, hands that they've been doing for Demar Hamlin. Yeah. That is some nasty work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is some dirty pull from Eli. I love that. And like, I, to I, me, I don't even. I it's didn't fine. Even... Demar's alive. Like, no, no harm, no foul. But it's pretty funny. I honestly like <laughs> when I read that. I didn't even connect it with Demar until like everybody else started flipping a shit about it like i thought it was just objectively hilarious that he pulled out the cancun on three but i didn't even realize like i, I didn't even put the emoji together until like later so I, I i didn't even like i didn't see that as like slander on lamar or damar but everybody else seems to yeah. so like but the thing the thing is like whether he meant it or not the point got across and so like it did its job and pissed everybody off so yeah, I just had another one in the chat of something he retweeted. Uh, Diggs. It's funny that like he just has picked Diggs too. Like, 
I mean, because like, did you ever see oh, that dude, video the whole... of they're walking around like the Miami uh, or the Miami, the Minnesota Vikings locker room when he played there, and they're asking players like, if you had a daughter, like, yes, which which player would you want him to date? And they name various I'm players. Honestly, a great guy. <laughs> yeah, and they ask like, which one would you not want them to date? And they're just unanimous in all of them. Digs, digs, like instantly, like digs. <laughs> just like my god. <laughs> I can oh, only man. imagine. It is so fun. Dude, that I have that uh uh I actually have that reaction of him. Like they, they basically tell him at the end too. He's like, well, just so you know, everyone has unanimously picked you because they gotta not date their sister. <laughs> and uh and he's like, he actually looks like for a moment, he's like, he looks briefly hurt. And he's like, he's like, why? Like, I'm a great guy. Like, I'm really a great guy. And then they ask him who he would pick, and he immediately goes, he's like, he says somebody's name, and they're like, why? He's like, Oh, he's ugly as shit. <laughs> Just like right back to it. Um, yeah. Have we talked about his uh, altercation with Urban Meyer as a recruit previously in the podcast? Do you guys know this story? No, I don't know. Yeah, because I, I always was salty. He did end up at, uh, at Maryland. Maryland. I was like the one of the yeah, first recruit, recruitments I like followed as a writer on Warriors. It's not much of one, but basically uh, – you know, he I, Urban called him at one point in time, and he said, uh, I think he was down to basically he had eliminated Alabama and was deciding between Ohio State and Maryland. And uh, he told Urban that he was leaning towards Maryland. And I guess Urban got pissed off and said, we don't recruit against Maryland and hung up the phone. Uh, and I kind of love that. <laughs> and obviously he called him back later because everyone else was like, no, 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 you can't do that. Like Stefan Diggs is the best receiver in the country. Like we got to get him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, urban just like, dude, his recruiting stories are so funny. Like him not knowing who Rick, Rick McMillan was, uh, when he came to campus, him, <laughs> yep. uh, agreeing to not offer Danny Clark when he was talking to Mark Pantone and then 25 <laughs> minutes later offering Danny Clark. Yeah. Like there's so many stories like that of him as a coach that, I mean, dude, the content with him was so good. <laughs> he needs yeah. to get back. We need him back. We he he get him a special teams coach. Special teams coach. <laughs> I mean, that'd be funny. Who says no? Who I says mean, no? they're going to hire what John Kasich as uh, as president, right. Is the, is the rumor. So Imagine if we get, you know, Gene Smith goes to be Big Ten commissioner. We get Jim Tressel as president, Urban Meyer as AD, Ryan Day as head coach. That's the that's, that's the Buckeye. <laughs> that's the Buckeye assemble. military junta we need to take over the world. Yeah. No, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I don't know. I, 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 Urban Meyer provided so much content. Just like, especially, I feel like the whispers around the program have died down a lot since Ryan day took over just because like the program by all accounts is just like way more normal. Like there's, there's way fewer like grad assistants or like random staffers that are like, get a load of this shit. Cause it just like insane things don't happen so often, but like during the urban Meyer years, like it felt like once every like month or two, there's just some insane story that would hit like the, the forums or something like that. that you're like, is this true? Like that you had to wonder if it was true or not because it was so insane. Like, I don't know. I, I just, it was I was thoroughly entertained as a poster during the Urban Meyer years, and it just we we need to bring that, that yeah. juice back, I think. I think part of it's also just the era of posting, right? That's you fair. were like you know, fans hadn't been fully disabused of some of the stuff of like the we just want players who want to be buckeyes, you know. We gotta take the best 10 in Ohio every year, and just like that kind of stuff. Um, the whole like, are these players really in it for the team or for themselves? If you miss posts like that, you know, you yeah. don't really have it anymore. 
now it's all guys like, you know, I understand why Jack Smith and Jigba didn't play in the playoffs. So he had to go get yeah. his money, and that's like the popular opinion. It's just a, it's the end of an era. It's kind of sad. I think you have to go like be a fan of, I don't know, like Boise State to get that pure uncut shit or something on the message boards. You got to find, we got to find the dumbest fan base in the country. It's I don't know, Penn State's is pretty bad still. Yeah, um, yeah, that's definitely up there. I don't know. Um, so anyway, you like Apple, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I, I love, I love trash talk. I think it's like one of the purest things about the game of football specifically. Um, I, I think my my stance on trash talk is pretty well stated. Um, I think everybody should talk as much shit as possible at every possible instance, and like both sides. And so, like, I, I think mm-hmm. there's just the whole like, oh, win and lose with class. It's like, no, I, class is for losers. Um, talk as much trash as possible, and then like receive the trash talk from the other end too. Like, I mean, like Stefan Diggs is clapping back at Eli. Like, it's not, you know, it, it's not one sided. And I'm sure they jawed on the field and stuff like that. Like, that's what this is. Michael Thomas and Eli, like, they were legendary, and they both like have a begrudging respect with for each other. I'm sure they're not friends. Like, I, I don't really think that they're friends. Um, I, I've never got that vibe. But I they respect each other from the Apple. way they, they talked. What'd you say? I wouldn't want to be friends with Eli Apple. Probably wouldn't yeah. want to be friends with Michael Thomas either. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, <laughs> Michael Thomas is not friends with anyone he played with, as far as I can tell. Like he, yeah. he's like I think he likes Zeke. Maybe Braxton Miller. Cool Zeke. Yeah. But uh I mean, I've said this on our premium podcast. I'll, it's been long enough. I'll review all the live. Like his his infamous like mid-career redshirt year where he just didn't play is like his after his first two seasons for some reason, just redshirted. Uh, that offseason, he skipped Mick Marotti's workouts and went to Westside Barbell. Apparently, a few other, which is a, a famous gym. I've talked about this podcast probably before, but it's the most famous powerlifting gym in the world. It's in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, at the time, Louis Simmons, who's the greatest strength coach to ever live, uh, was running the gym. He since passed away. Uh, he went with other players. Who I've, I've never been able to get confirmation to who they were. I'm still, it's, it's a story I'm working on for the rest of my life, probably. But uh Anyway, Mike Thomas went there and was just like apparently talking shit about Mick Marotti and all the Ohio State strength coaches to other people at the gym who are like also professional athletes and powerlifters who are like, yeah, he sounds stupid. Like, <laughs> those, workouts sound, those workouts sound bad. And he did that, basically got in the doghouse for it, didn't play that year, and then came back the next year and, you know, was one of the best receivers in Ohio State history after doing I, that. So I think one of the won? most le- the, one of the most legendary things is his uh orange bowl tirade when he's just like at home yes. and just like going off. I, I like, I, I will to this day remember just like scrolling through my timeline. And it was another one of those moments where I'm like, is this like, this is like the Michael Thomas that like is a, a wide receiver at Ohio state. Right. Like, and he, my favorite part of the whole thing is that somebody told him to stop. I think it was Braxton Miller. Maybe I think it was Braxton Miller hopped on and was like, no, like, bro, like you, this is like, don't do this. Here. No, it was Christian Bryant. It was Christian Bryant hopped on and was like, no, bro, like don't, don't do this here. And Michael Thomas replied back to him and said, no, but am I wrong? And then just kept going in Christian Bryant's mentions. Just like, so no, real. like it was so good. Like, I, I don't know. I'm sure everybody's heard of this. I, I, I really doubt there's somebody listening to this podcast who hasn't heard of this, but I mean, just like Google, if you haven't Google Michael Thomas, orange bowl tweets. And it's like, it's the most insane thing. Like just, because he was absolutely right too, and then he went out the next year and was the best wide receiver in, in on Ohio State and that Ohio State's had in years, frankly. So I, I don't know. It was it was I I love Michael Thomas's career arc because it's just so funny 
And it was simultaneously like out of nowhere and completely predictable. Like I, I just, I think for a wide receiver to be successful, he has to have that just like, I mean, that Michael Thomas, just like shit talking ability. I, you don't see a hall of fame receiver that just like quietly goes to, to, you know, the hall or anything like that. Like, it's just, it's, it's in there somewhere, even like Terry McLaurin, who's like unanimously known as like a really nice guy. You've never seen him on the field. Like he, he talks like mad shit on the field. So. Um, oh, absolutely. Know, just, like, like, yeah, I, I do. I love that. Basically. I mean, the famous tweet is the whole, uh, have you guys seen like the wide receiver trash talk wide receiver yep. Instagram captions versus like, uh, you know, you know, other, it's like the, uh, the enemy speaks softly and carries a knife. It's like how yeah. many wide receiver posts on Instagram. <laughs> They're so, so funny, dude. Uh, Garrett Wilson is a huge shit talker too. Yep. He is like an underrated one. Cause he's like, also, did you guys ever interview him or were you kind of off the day-to-day beat by the time he came around? Um, I was mostly off the day-to-day beat, but I, I definitely saw stuff. He was like, so <laughs> his, he has that kind of a, uh, the Kanye thing where his like normal speaking voice is very like soft spoken yep. and mild mannered, but you see him on the field and yep. you just like see the other That's players a to him. Yeah. He just flips his personality. You know, he is talking like, but like at least Terry's voice, Terry's voice had some timber to it. You yeah. know what I mean? It like did. Garrett Wilson's voice was kind of like crackly and like, like, <laughs> and he didn't look intimidating <laughs> at all either. No, like he, all. he looked kind of twig like, and like just his, his hair was just like, I mean, it was like nice hair. Like, I don't know. Like he always dressed nice yeah. and stuff. Like, exactly. Yeah. He looked like a guy who was like already in the NFL when he got to campus. Right. And but he just dude he got in that field and he was a mean motherfucker he hurt guys feelings I I really appreciate him he's yeah it's great I think Garrett Wilson is probably my favorite Ohio State receiver ever that's that's fair I think he's he's definitely he's like I feel like he's somehow underrated as a receiver I mean he was he's like legitimately one of the best Ohio State receivers ever and somehow just because he's like perfectly entrenched in that like. Ohio state produces a great receiver every year, recruits great receivers every year that like, I think he signed with Ohio state as a five-star receiver. One of the top receivers, like probably, I think he was the top receiver in program history. And then just like immediately Ohio state Posey, right? signing number one. What, what'd you say? Posey. I thought it was a, uh, but not that point. Keep anyway, anyway, like he, yeah, yeah. he was like, <laughs> he was like a five-star receiver and they, um, and then like Ohio state started just like signing Julian Fleming, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Emika Abuka, like those guys. And you like kind of quickly forgot like how insane he was because Ohio state just kept stacking number one receivers in the country every year. But like, you're absolutely right. Like that's a guy that like should go down as one of, if not the best Ohio state receiver in history. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's incredible dude. Just the way he played too was so fun. I mean, just uh, definitely an all time shit talker. That kind of leads to our next point, which we're going to talk about best trash talkers at Ohio state ever. Um, He's on that list for me. I mean, obviously Mike Thomas on that list. Um, Cardale Jones. Cardale Jones is up. Cardale Jones. Peace be upon him. Peace be upon him. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The memory of Cardale Jones. He was, he was an exclusively, he was kind of the opposite of Garrett though, where he was like an exclusively off the field shit talker. Yep. do you guys remember? I think we talked about this maybe in, in text, but do you guys remember the famous fake Nevada Buck post about Cardell Jones during the Alabama Sugar Bowl? No. Okay, this is great. This is this is a this is an all-time Nevada Buck Ken Stickney lore moment for me. Is he had some post after that game that you guys remember the play where Cardell trucked uh, Landon Collins, right? Yes. Uh, he ran for like you know 15 yards, or whatever. I think Landon I Collins. This. He immediately hits him. 
he hits him hard, gets up immediately. There's no downtime. He doesn't like turn to anybody. There's no, he just hits him, gets the fuck up. That's what he always did. Uh, Nevada Bucket, like a week after that game, posted a story that said Ohio State had in helmet audio of Cardell Jones talking and turning to Landon Collins after the truck stick hit and says, Get up, bitch. I'm not done with you yet. Um, which just completely made up, just 100% made up <laughs> for the one for the fact they don't have in helmet audio for anybody. Uh, two, uh, if you look at the play and no point in time does he turn towards Landon Collins, he just immediately like gets away from him, walks away from him. There's no interaction unless he's like, talking to his back or something yeah. just completely made one of like the most easily disprovable lies of his career too. It's a great, it's an all time Nevada buck favorite for me. Um, but it would That's be cool incredible. if it was true. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean that, that kind of defines like Nevada bucks, like all the stories that he shares is like, Oh, that would be really cool if it, if it was true. It's, it's just like, it's fan fiction, you know, all of his posts are fan yeah. fiction. And so all of them can be kind of defined as like, yeah, that'd be really cool if, if it was true. But yeah, I think we should I start think doing right. that. We should make a fake account and start just do that. Just start posting shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think you're right though. Like Cardale's was all social media, which like it's fine. It built his brand, whatever. But like he definitely did it for like the the social media clout, which like I, I don't have a problem with that or anything. Like whatever. Um, but I think just like in terms of on the field, on and off the field, while they were at Ohio State, I really liked Darren Lee. He was, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He 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 was he was a very good shit talker, and I he he I would love to hear what he says because he said it was funny. Um, like he talks about it when I don't remember what it was, but he went and clapped at Lane Kiffin on the sideline during the Sugar Bowl. And oh yeah, he got asked him. about that, and he's like, "You're gonna have to ask him or something." Like yeah. he never he would never talk on it, but he said he, something. He said something, and it clearly pissed off Lane Kiffin. It clearly pissed off the entire Alabama. <laughs> like you can see the reactions to it, and just I love a guy that is willing in the middle of the game to go shit talk the opposing offensive coordinator. <laughs> like that is awesome to me. That's some next level hate too. You know what I mean? Like, and you yeah, can hit you get you hit people sometimes, bro. Especially like like men, you can hit them and you can get them go. You oh. Oh yeah, yeah. It, I mean everyone remembers the uh, the Tom Herman thing at Texas, right? Where they played uh, they they played Oklahoma and beat Baker Mayfield, and he was doing Baker's celebration on the sideline. You guys remember that? Yeah. Where like the thing with his like yeah. arms in the chest, he was he was like mocking Baker Mayfield. That's I mean that's great, dude. Getting any kind of coach versus player shit talk, that's beautiful. That's like a rare. That's a pearl, dude. That's that's amazing. Yeah, it it, it it's all around awesome. But I and and Darren Lee was pretty good on Twitter too. Um, I did for a long yeah. time. I did the back when there, well, really he was coked out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but I, I used to do the, the like roundup. Hey, now it was 2014. There was a lot, there was a lot of it. It's a different around. era. It was, it, was <laughs> pretty much, era. it was pretty much studio 76. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, did, I remember like I did the tweets roundups for 11 warriors back then, back when Twitter was still good. The, the tweets are terrible these days. Like kids don't know how to tweet, but he was an a plus tweeter. Um, he just talked bad shit all the time and I, I appreciated him. He still does too. I think he had like a tirade, uh, a couple months ago, maybe a year ago at this point where he just like kind of went off on, um, his time at Ohio state and stuff like that. So I will always respect Darren Lee for that. And he was also like really good at Ohio state too. So, um, I think he's, he's my, he's my top, uh, trash talker that I remember at Ohio state. Salute to him. Um, I think I said Garrett Wilson. DJ, who you got? Do you have any favorites that we haven't mentioned yet? Mike Thomas has always been my favorite. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, just because it just because he always acted like he was just like he's always acted the same way. Like <laughs> and it's genuine but, too. And like he, yeah. it, it it's become a I, it got a literal insufferable in the NFL, especially like uh, and we can talk about you know just like I don't know. It's it's not that, like I, I always like it, but it, I I'm not gonna like a guy forever for, for you know just because he went to the Ohio State forever and kind of I it's kind of his act got old a little in the NFL to me, but <laughs> yeah. At I Ohio guess, State, he was just always the same. He was just always acting the same guy. Like even as a freshman, he was acting like he was a future Hall of Famer. Even when you know when he was riding pine too. Yeah. So, I guess I guess I think it's of, what go for it. Okay, but you're good. I, I was I was going to change the subject so you can go. Oh, I was going to say the only other guys. I think like it's, it's kind of almost cheating to mention defensive backs because almost all of them talk shit. Yeah. But I will say the fact that there was a near overlap at the same time between uh, Von Bell. And then uh, Damon Arnett is the biggest one, maybe yes. of all time. And Jeff Okuda. Damon Arnett is maybe the most prolific shit talker in Ohio State history. Just he's a volume shooter. He's the Russell Westbrook of shit talkers at Ohio State. Yeah. Um, Jeff Okuda is in the Garrett Wilson mode, where he's like a soft spoken, nice kid, and he gets in the field, and becomes an asshole. Um, if you listen, oh, so if you listen to the NFL mic'd up at all, I would say that uh, Joey Bosa seems like a psychopath. Yes. Uh, where he's like. I mean, borderline Asperger syndrome in terms of his like social interactions outside it's of football. So good. But then he gets in the field and he just like he's not even. It's like he's not even shit talking. He's like narrating his own performance in a way that's like shit talking. It's really bizarre. Like his mic like, up videos are weird, dude. He talks about he talks about himself to the other team almost, and like talks about his performance to the other team, yeah. or like narrates it out loud so that they can hear it. And so like he's not he, actually like. And, he, and by all accounts, like when he like, there's been times when he'll like uh, bull rush a, a tackle and like put him on his ass or something like that, and immediately runs up to him. Is like, you good? Like he's like a really nice guy between plays, but it's like literally the like three to four seconds or four to six seconds, as Urban Meyer says, yeah. it. like yeah, exactly. on the pass rush, he is like uh, until this year, I guess. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> until this playoff season. Oh my god! In which case, he couldn't handle it. But but there's the one of like. Uh, I forget who it was he was mic'd up against, but I saw him where he was like talking to to some offensive lineman and, and some quarterback at the same time, and he was like, "He's like, I fucking got you. That's my fucking ball, my sack. You were fucking down. Get the fuck off me." <laughs> and then he gets up. He's like, "I'm." He like the next play. He was like, "I'm sorry, dude. I'm I'm too aggressive." <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so, and he's he's got like that such that dry voice too. Like it's like monotone. Like yeah. he's not. I don't know. It's he's he's so good. Like Nick, Nick Bosa doesn't really talk trash. Like he's just, and he was at Ohio state too. Just like super quiet. I mean, like, unless it's about, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of those two, they had a big, there was like a big social media video from the Niners team of like, Oh, look at this. Like Joey Bosa came to give like surprise his brother at the game. Like look at this huge bro hug. And they like hugged for one second. And it was just yeah. like, like, Hey, cool. <laughs> just like, God, like, th- like the way you hug a guy who's like, a guy you was like who was like your your twenty third best friend in college, or you see it a weekend out like a couple yeah. of years later. You know what I mean? Kind of like, like oh, there you are. Oh, cool. Haven't seen you in a bit. long time, man. No see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I do I do respect. We we talked about it a little bit. My favorite part of that Joey Bosa like freak out session when they lost to the Jags was when he threw his helmet to the ground. 
just like th- like slammed it to the ground and somebody rushed over and grabbed it and handed it back to him really nicely. And he's like, thanks, man. And then takes another step and just throws it to the ground a second time. It was so good. good. Like he was so committed to getting those flags. Like I, I loved it. Like it was, it was, that was very funny to me. I know like a lot of people were making fun of him for it, but like, honestly, like he had a point on both, like everything that he was complaining about. And he just like was not going to let up, even if it like cost his team the game. So I just I appreciate the did. stubbornness there. It did, it did. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I don't well, appreciate that. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anyone else that I have on my list, but I'm sure there's some guy we're forgetting that's that everyone else is going to point out to a, us. A, a dark horse is Draymond Jones. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's kind of blossomed in the NFL too. He's he's just a he's not a fellowship talker. Yeah, it's shit, and I'm not just yeah. I'm talking about a shit talk, not necessarily on his, on his play too. Obviously, he's played well though. He's played well. Yeah, he's really good. But I he he's just a very honest, and he's willing to say anything. And so it's not even like he'll go out of his way to like to shit talk somebody. But like if you ask him a question or. Like he's just gonna be super blunt and he's gonna give you the honest answer and give you exactly what he feels. And sometimes that comes out as like trash talk, obviously. Cause if you like ask him about a player, be like, oh, I actually don't think he's very good. And I think that like he like that's just kind of very matter of fact, like those sort of answers. So I I appreciate that. I'll say on the other end, a guy who was a big shit talker in high school, but managed to like compose himself in college, uh Paris Johnson. If you look at Paris Johnson's yeah. high school like highlight videos, that yeah, dude man. was mean. He was yes. nasty uh, and buried guys. And then he got to the college and he was like, "Okay, I got endorsement money in the line. Let me let me chill out, basically." <laughs> and he, was, yeah. uh, he, he got he got those Orlando Pace comparisons from his high school play because he was the sort of dude that would like bury someone in the turf and then just like lay on top of them for like ten seconds, like that. And like, yeah, I, yeah, he was he was that sort of dude. So you're absolutely Hold right that there. for him. You know, the guy who's coming in, by the way, just the last one I'll say before we move on to the next topic here. If I had to pick one recruit from the incoming class, who's this guy? Well, first of all, the guy on campus already, Sonny Styles, is like this. Yes. When we see Sonny Styles play fully, you saw that dude in high school. He was he was nasty. And in the same vein as him, uh, the two Ohio defensive backs they recruited, Jermaine Matthews uh, and Malik Hartford, are both exactly like that. Jermaine Matthews famously camped in Ohio State. And after every single rep was screaming at Perry Eliano and Tim Walton to say, give me my offer. I love that. Uh, he was like love locking dudes so up much. and was like, dude, he's a dog. Yeah. Um, he's going to finish a top 100 player. He is really fucking good. Uh, I liked him. I'll admit, I didn't think he was this. I didn't think he was like, I think he was like a five-star on three and like top 75 and rivals. 25 <laughs> three rank their shit too. He'll be a top, bless you, comfortably a top 100 player. Uh, to finish, thought I had that on mute. My bad, apologies. Uh, you're good, King. You're good, King. Um, but uh, anyway, Kevin, you, I'll let you transition. I've been, I've been dominating this. Topic. No, you're good. I just <laughs> D, DJ was he brought up like how he didn't, he's not a super fan of Michael Thomas and how he developed. And I guess it's just like with the Eli Apple thing, how much do you guys like care? about Ohio state players when they get to the NFL. Like, are you like actively rooting for the Buckeye, like the Buckeye players on Saturday or on Sundays when they play, or do you just like kind of passively pay attention or do you just like not give a shit as soon as they leave Ohio state? I have basically kind of like my NFL fandom, I think has really waned as I've gotten older. Like when I was younger, I was a full Steelers lunatic, like caring more the Steelers and the Buckeyes every Sunday, I watched every game, yada, yada. But 
I'll say in general for the NFL, like not I'll get to the Ohio State part in a second, but like I really only watch like critical games, like huge, like you know, uh, one versus two seed regular season matchups on a Monday night or something, or like uh, I watch the playoff games, obviously, but mm-hmm. I don't really watch much NFL ball if I'm being honest in general. So so I don't really have much passion for it. I, I mostly care about my fantasy team, like a loser. That's kind of what I care about. Uh, <laughs> but I'll, like, look. In sports fandom, I am 90% Ohio State football, uh, 8% Pittsburgh Steelers football, 1% Penguins hockey, 1% Buckeyes basketball. That's the only sporting interest that I really care about, besides, like, you know, niche individual players. But, like, so I care about Ohio State players playing well in the NFL in the sense that it helps the Buckeyes recruit better. But, like, if my team is playing the Bengals, do I care that Von Bell and Alba have a good game? Fuck no, dude. I don't care about that. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, it totally depends on the individual player, I guess, is my answer. And also, I'll say this. The people who are, like, actively rooting for Joe Burrow or Jamison Williams, like, they're Ohio State, like, you know, credit players, you're insane. That Like, the, Joe <laughs> Burrow and Jamison Williams do not count as Buckeyes to anyone except the most deranged Ohio State fans. Yeah, I, I think in my I opinion, think in my the, opinion, the, the thing, the thing for with Joe Burrow with me and I guess like, well, I mean, he's no. still cool with it. No, that, that's true. That's true for me. But but my fuck thing is like, I'm, I'm on team fuck J-Mo, but yeah, sorry. Okay. Joe, Joe Burrow embraces it. And like he graduated from there and like even like the year after he he was like playing at LSU, he was like walking through the facilities on his bye week and stuff like that. So like there's a legit connection there. But my thing with Joe Burrow, too, is like I personally connect him with Ohio state just because I like covered him and like talked to him at press conferences for like three years while he was at Ohio state. And like, I mean, I was not ever the lead writer at 11 warriors. So like when those guys are ever talking to JT Barrett and stuff, like the actual starting quarterback, like I was always talking to Joe Burrow and stuff like that. So like I, that's who I talked to most of the time and stuff like that. So I like, regardless it's not a matter of like can ohio state claim joe burrow it's like no i I just like connect him with ohio state because i you know covered him for three years and like i like to see the people that i you know saw from like when they came in and like developed at ohio state played at ohio state or played elsewhere like i like to see them on the other end and do well so like to me it's like way more personal like i don't even like really care to get into the argument it's like is joe burrow a buckeye or not it's like well no like I don't really care personally. Like I just saw him for three years, thought he was really fun and, you know, really intriguing and good at football. I watched him in high school and stuff like that. And I like to see him come out of the other end on that. And so like, I don't feel the same way with Jamison Williams because I like was kind of out of the weeds at that point when he was coming through, but that's like, that's what I feel with Joe Burrow. And it's the same thing with like Sam Hubbard or um, Von Bell was a little almost before my time, but just like those guys, I, 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 Taekwon Lewis is a good one. I talked to him a lot too. Um, sure. Pat Elfline. Pat Elfline was my guy. I uh, I used to cover Pat all the time in media interviews, and then he lived, I think, like a block and a half from me or something, and I would see him at Outer Inn all the time in the offseason, and uh, and also I would see him walking to Outer Inn, and we yeah. would frequently say what's up to each other, yeah. and uh, he was like, he's like, oh, don't publish this. Oh, of course. He, of course. Yeah. He, and he was always like, uh, don't publish this in Rivals. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And we, that was just, it was just fucking the dumbest joke in the world we made every time we drank, which was like 25 times I saw him at that bar. <laughs> and, and him yeah. being, 
Uh, Billy Price yeah, was a big one for me. He ended up not being super good at the Bengals and stuff like that. But like, kind of an asshole. Kind of an asshole. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, he was he was just like the the typical like he made a point to be like the media darling or whatever. Like it wasn't. I don't Dude, know. who who's the last good player from Youngstown at Ohio State? Is it Maurice Claret? <laughs> it should have been Lynn Bowden. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's the that's Youngstown. It's close enough. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess Billy Price was a Premington Award winner, All American, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, like offensive he, linemen aren't real. He uh, was, he was one of the ones that, like, I mean, him and Pat to a point too. Like both of them, I just kind of was really surprised that they didn't have the NFL careers that I expected. You know, like I, I didn't, I didn't think that Billy especially was, you know, first round pick caliber. I thought that both of them should have been like second that or third was round picks. Crazy, yeah. But yeah. I, that I, was I, always I, small. That was his. Billy problem. got screwed though because he tore his pectoral. Remember, yeah. he was like supposed to be the strongest guy in like program history, and then just shredded his pectoral on like just a freak accident on the bench press. Yeah, yeah. That that was that was Wait, odd. But if I recall correct, I, I mean, I, I'm just I recalled a message board argument. I just looked it up that uh Elfline and and uh, uh Price both started every game they were healthy this year. They both just missed like over half the season, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, so, so so I think I think Price went to the Giants and for whatever reason the Giants ended up like he is he's still there, right? Is that is that what you looked up? Uh Price uh just closed it out. I just pulled back up. Uh Price is that's such a great question, Kevin. I'm so glad you asked me as I'm uh, pointing it up. I know he was with the Giants uh, last year. He's with the Cardinals this year. Okay, so um, he he's, he started. He, I think he started almost every game with the Giants last year, and then was like a free agent this year, and he got picked up somewhere else. So he's I yeah, mean, he's correct. He, he, he had a rough go with Cincy. He got cut, and then he started 15 games with the Giants last year uh, out of 16 that he played, and started all 11 games that he played this year with the Cardinals. Uh, Pat Elfline started. The last three seasons, sorry, last four seasons, he has started every game he's played. He has just played in the last three. He has played fewer than ten games each of them, so he just yeah. keeps getting hurt. Uh, is his yeah. problem, but but he keeps starting every game that he's playing. Um, I, I, it's pretty crazy if you to look back at it that Andrew Norwell is pretty much like resoundingly the best post man gold lineman of Ohio State yep. football. Of all the other guys, and he was undrafted, right? All the other guys that went ahead of him crazy that he's he's the best one who was who was the one um cory lindsley he was pretty good too lindsley had a good career then he got replaced by josh myers right who has since yeah. i think sucked if i recall correctly yeah uh, i also think I, I don't watch the packers good. but uh I yeah think, i don't think, think he's, he's been, been very good. good but um what's michael jordan doing i wonder what he's up to he, uh, i don't know he was at the he was at the bengals for a while um him and isaiah prince both Isaiah Prince is still with the Bengals. He was on the practice squad. Um, yeah, but yeah. Let's see, uh, oh, Michael uh, Michael Jordan scored a touchdown this season for the Panthers. Uh, he re- he recovered crazy? a fumble, yeah, and scored a touchdown. Okay. But uh, he started zero games, and he played all seventeen. Uh, he started he started twenty nine career NFL games, which is pretty fucking good, honestly. Uh, so he's, he's probably like a tackle. Who does he play for? Uh, damn, dude, I keep closing stuff out too fast. Yeah, he's he's played for Carolina uh, the last two seasons. So Started he's out with like a, a tackle eligible or something like that. Is my hunch? Sounds if he's about right. Played that many yeah. games without coming in. So I mean, 
I don't know. It's by the way, uh, not in terms of starting as a freshman, just in terms of like the guys built the same. Uh, Luke Montgomery is the next Michael Jordan in terms of a guy that you think has a tackle body but will end up being an interior lineman for most of his career. Uh, Luke Montgomery, Ohio State's top offensive lineman signee, guaranteeing it right now. People will think he's a tackle. He will start at guard and center for like three years, and then go to the NFL and play for like ten years. I'm done with that. I'm done Hot with that. take. So I don't know. I just. You know, you know what? Uh, go oh, go for it. I, I see where you're going with uh, this. Uh, you got me. You got me. Uh, it's I, it's cool that I do the ads the same way every time. But uh, <laughs> you know what else is going to last for a long time at the, at the top level? Uh, it's home field apparel. DJ, you're you're a big fan of home field apparel. Why don't you tell us a bit about uh, the latest, the latest and greatest with home field apparel? What you've been wearing from them, and what what kind of you love about home field apparel? I've been wearing a Minnesota Gophers shirt. I'm getting into the Gophers. Okay. okay. Are you a big PJ Fleck guy? You like his off-field exploits, or what? Do you oh mean? yeah, big PJ Fleck fan. Uh, big fan of my friend Kyle Rowland, who said that you know PJ Fleck was the future Urban Meyer. Mock him now. Just wait. We've been waiting a while. We're still waiting, but this is the We're year. Waiting. <laughs> We're I'll always say this. waiting. PJ Fleck, it's very funny that his entire like he had like five coaches leave him willingly this offseason. Just everyone leaving his staff because they hate his guts. That rocks. But you know what else rocks is those those t-shirts, those uh those Minnesota Gophers t-shirts that, that Homefield has. Uh we've also had some inside info. This may be a this may be a free podcast, but if you're this far in the podcast, we'll treat you like a premium listener. Um look, inside juice here, it's not public yet. Don't tell anybody, don't tweet this. Homefield has new Ohio State gear coming. Um it's coming this off season. It's coming this spring. There is some very nice new home field gear that we have we've heard about. We've seen that for Ohio State fans that you guys are going to be jazzed up about. Um, it's sexy. It's sexy stuff. Uh, you deserve it. You deserve this. You got to buy it for yourself. You got to buy it for your family and friends. And you do so by using the code Meet at Midfield for fifteen percent off your first order, which is many people are saying the best deal in American history. Uh, you know there was there was the new deal, there was the square deal, and there's the home field deal. Uh, those are the big three. So, so uh, yeah, subscribe to midfield.com, buy home field apparel, uh, have sex with PJ Flex, ex-wife. Yeah. Everybody does. Everybody's doing it. Everyone's doing all those things. Yep. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we're, we're at the, the tail end of this podcast, if you can tell by the minute sticking away. But my, my last thing, since we're kind of on a Buckeyes in the NFL thing, is I want to get everybody – their prediction of the most can't miss NFL player on next year's Ohio state team. And I would, you're a wuss if you choose Marvin Harrison jr. Like I I'm not, I'm not accepting Marvin Harrison jr. That's, that's not, that's not okay with me. So anybody, and, but and him, you can choose. number two is pretty easy too. I think, I think uh, number two is uh, also fairly obvious, but that's also probably I'm speaking fair. first. So, so I'll take it. So <laughs> go for it. Uh, I'll I'll say I'll say JT Tumalowell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who will be free from the chains of our uh, our cursed defensive line that can't finish any sacks and just go on to scoring touchdowns and getting sacks in the NFL. Um, dude, he's so good. He's such a dog. Like I don't even know who you compare. I, I think the closest comparison to his like playset that you'll see in the NFL, I guess it's Joey. I, I don't know. Like he he is just such an animal. Like He's so much stronger than he looks too. 
he kind of uh, he kind of reminds me of like a Cam Hayward kind of guy, and a guy that like if you were just looking at him, like he's yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's obviously like Hayward a big guy, but like you wouldn't be like lighter. there yeah, goes yeah. one of the most like dominating men in like college, like the just the he's, I don't know, just like how a, he looks on the street. He's like a Cam Hayward, Micah Parsons hybrid, because he's still like that's wild. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's true though. <laughs> Because he he can he can play in the field like Micah Parsons can too. Like he could he could play a stand up linebacker position if you asked him to. Dude, he's he's probably. I I worry that this next season, like this Jim Knowles' system, doesn't really design to scheme him up for sacks. But like, yeah. I, I think like he might be the freakiest athlete that size. I think he might be freakier athletically than Chase is at that size. I think just so, in too. terms of maybe not maybe not off the, like Chase's athleticism is perfectly geared for his position. Right, like Chase is perfect for getting off the ball fast. Like he is very good at that one thing, but like just overall athlete at that size, JT might be the best we've ever seen at Ohio State in terms of just just overall movement ability. He is crazy athletic. Well, um, yeah, and and he's he's the sort of guy that you can put anywhere too. Like you were saying, like if and and that's super cool for your like game wrecking ability. It's like okay, if you're going to scheme him on the outside, that's cool. We'll just make a last second sub and move him inside or. We'll have him play off ball. We'll have him play middle linebacker or something like that. Like he's athletic enough that you can do all of those sort of weird things with him too. So, um, right. Super cool. It's, I mean, he's kind of like DeForest Buckner a little bit, right? Where he's like, has like DeForest Buckner, I think ended up playing tackle. Uh, he kind of all, he's walked back and forth between strong side end and tackle, depending where he's been at. And like, he's kind of that kind of body. He's a little bit, he's a little bit shorter than, than Buckner is a little bit faster, but just in terms of like size, strength, quickness, burst, except I think he's, I think he's a better DeForest Buckner, who is a what three-time All-Pro or something like that. Yeah, uh, in the NFL on the former first-round pick, like former top ten pick. Like I, I think basically that's who you're comparing him to. Um, he's a dog. Also, by the way, we all talk about how weird enough it is that uh, DeForest Buckner is like the only non-Polynesian guy to come out of the Hawaii uh, high schools and be an NFL player. Um, in fact, yeah, yeah, people don't talk about that enough. What's up with that? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, oh, I guess no, sorry. His mom is Samoan. Just kidding. I'm canceled. Oh, okay, that makes that makes more sense. But yeah, um, still. Anyway, JT is the easy answer, I think. Besides Marv, um, DJ, you got to You want to talk about Marv? Yeah. Uh, we can talk about Marv. We can talk I was about just Marv. gonna say Kyle McCord. Let's go. Really? Even if he's even if he's a backup, I just feel like you know what I mean. The NFL, like. They're just horny for QBs in the NFL. And if he comes in, has a couple good throws, you know, Ryan Day's system starts getting thrown around there. Somebody's going to take a chance on him. And, you know, not being the starter might even help him. Well, we can can talk about this too is like we're going to talk about Marv now. I think like a lot of people have forgotten. Now, I'm a big Devin Brown guy, to be clear. Like I I would love Devin Brown to be the starting quarterback. But if it's Kyle McCord – I think a lot of people have forgotten that like him and Marv were literally high school teammates and played their entire high school careers together. Like they here's like, what they, I'll promise you. When you hear from every announcing team 13 times a game, you will not forget it. If, you won't, if yeah, you won't, starts, you will not forget it next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you, you won't next year, but it's it's really weird. The number of people, cause like I've heard a lot of people. His dad like, must've been pretty good. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard a lot of people that are like, not, not Ohio state fans. I think most Ohio state fans know this, but like college football fans generally are like, of the belief that like, you know, uh, there's, there's those weird USC rumors that Marv was going to transfer to USC, um, because he was losing CJ Stroud and he needed a, a quarterback that he like knew and stuff like that. But it's like, I mean, do you, 
they they came in together. Like he's been catching balls from Kyle McCord for like before he was at Ohio State. So um, I think that yeah. is like if it's Kyle McCord, I think that's the like optimism that I have is if there's anybody who's going to force the ball to Ohio State's best player on the team, like it's, it's Kyle McCord because that's that's what he did for for three years. So. Um, By the way, the DJ's riff, we should do a uh, a playback stream at some point during the season and see if we can talk only in stereotypes the entire game. Like if we can just do like like empty commentator nonsense that says nothing but the game the whole time. Like we don't we try to not break character for the entire game. Yeah. I think we could do it. We can try. Yeah. It, well, I mean, that's uh, that's what Kirk Herbstreet does for entire games. So I, I think we just yeah, we basically we should each like there no. should be three. Go home and be a family Street. man, Kirk Herbstreet. Go <laughs> home and be a family man, brother. Like God, dude, I, it's got to be like, oh, I don't know, man. Being He's on a TV, bad chaser, money. bro. He, he has about his money. He has dude, about being his on TV. Being on TV, it ain't healthy for you, dude. Like it ain't healthy. Yeah, I feel that. Dude, I still, you know, I still local local, local news people are the biggest perverts. Yep. Yeah, but the, the difference the is the local news. I mean, just look at like yourself. 50 grand a year, and Kirk Herbstreit's making like fifteen million or something like that. Like he's he has a lot. It's a it's a big contract. Yeah, 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 man. I, I'll say this though. Uh, I've been in an elevator with him covering uh, Ohio State games. Yeah. The amount of cologne that dude puts on. I have heard oh, that yeah. multiple times. And also how orange she is in person. It is stunning. It is like. You're not like at a certain species. point. You, you're not a real person. You know what I mean. You're just constantly yeah. just getting shuffled around into like rooms and like hobnob or whatever. And I, I feel like I feel like Herb Street walking that elevator, looking at myself and the rest of like just the the you know gathered like masses of the Ohio State beat. The way like Spanish conquistadors look when they landed in, in the, you know like <laughs> Yucatan Peninsula. Like, we're not like, what the are these? He's like, these people are not the same species. He thinks he is like a different human being than the rest of us. I believe yeah. that. Um, also, there's like a non-zero chance he's going to listen to this podcast because he is a notorious, notorious for hearing every mean thing that people say about him. So that's funny. Yeah, dude. what a loser. Like, oh, somebody heckled me at Kroger. I'm going to move my kids to Tennessee. So, so, oh, me, me, and then they're going to come just, like, get me out and of DJ's here. DJ's day job is over at the comeback slash awful announcing. And one of our guys Brother. wrote a piece on um, Kirk Herb Street. It was like super cold when they went to, I don't even remember what game it was. It doesn't matter. But it was super cold. And during the commercial breaks, they had somebody run up and rub Kirk Herb Street's feet to like warm them up. That's so funny. And like somebody took a video and like posted it on Twitter. And so naturally, like, they post like our guy Brandon posted that on awful announcing and we got like an email from ESPN PR that was like, we're like, so this was such a hit piece or something like that. on like, on like Kirk, Kirk was so disappointed to see this mischaracterization of what was happening. And like, I went Let's back go. and read the article and it's like, he literally like just said, look at this video of this person rubbing Kirk Herbstreit's feet. Like it was the most like factual like description of what happened, like thing. It was like the most innocuous thing. So I don't know. Just that, embarrassed that's just, yeah, just okay. embarrassed because you know how like Charlie Brown. Here's a call. here's a fun final question in the podcast. If you had to predict one, <laughs> I'll get you guys in trouble. If you had to predict one current Ohio State beat writer uh, who would be willing to rub Kirk Herbstreit's feet uh, in exchange for a job working for him at ESPN, uh, who Ooh. would you predict? I mean, half of them. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a multiple choice answer. I, I, Bill Landis probably wouldn't, but actually there's no probably Bill Landis. It'd probably be better to start with who would. Who wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, hmm. I, I mean, give a year ago, I might've like, come on. If oh, I got I'm, to have a fake ESPN beat, job, when I was on the beat, bro, I would I would have killed a man for like forty five grand and like threadbare health insurance. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I I'm I'm living great. It's now, crazy. But... <laughs> yeah, it is crazy what that job does to you. Uh, I know people like laugh when you bitch about having a sports writing job because you just get to sleep in and talk about sports all day. But especially when you're young doing that shit, that is bad. That is bad business, dude. Uh, yeah. No, and like, like I've said it before, but it's it's like everybody's like, oh, you just sit at home and write about sports. It's got to be great. And it's like, okay, well, you try it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Next, yeah. the next thing you know, it's going to be the middle of February, and, and or, you know, it's like the middle of June, and you're like, I'm I was running posts on like camp reps or whatever. Like, come get right. a, you know, like some crack dealer trying to yeah. hand out free bags of sample, free five dollar samples in the hood or whatever. Like DJ's DJ's lying uh, to me when I was working with him and I was like an intern and stuff is everyone wants to post about sports online until it comes time to post about sports online. You know, like at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like it is a job and you start to feel it, you know, like a few years in, you're like, Oh damn. Like I'm making, I make it, it, it works out to be like, like straight up what, what me and DJ were paid. If you actually broke it down hourly, I had pay stubs too. Like my, my last time, my, like my last few days at 11 warriors, it broke down, not like the legal ones that I got, but if you actually like clocked the hours I put in versus what I was paid, it was less than minimum wage. Like for sure yeah. less than minimum wage. Oh, yeah. Once the season adds oh. up, for sure. Because like, my, my pay stubs would say that I worked eight hours a day and like for five days a week. And that just was not no true. Chance. That was that was, that was yeah. not what happened. Like, because I, I worked Saturday and I had to write a skull session for Sunday to go on Monday morning. It's like it was it was less than minimum wage for sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I'll say that I was a little more fortunate being on the recruiting side. Right? I think like the recruiting side kind of commands a little more cash than the team side, just like nature of it. But even then, like my full time job, a couple of years out of college, with me, you know, having like done, I, I was probably four years into an experience. Like, you know, I had had some pretty good, done some good work. You know, not to pat myself on the back, but I, I, I've been doing pretty well. Like you're tapping out if you work for somebody else at like forty five, fifty k. If you're like the best recruiting guy who's not national work for somebody else, you know, your career upside is 50 K like, thank God I got out of it, man. I'll, I'll say that. Like, I thank God I left that, that kind of, that line of work did something else, but I'll say this too. Like you think it's good. And then like the third time you're at like the bar on a Saturday night, celebrate your friend's birthday. And some like night or some 16 year old dickhead commits on like a holiday weekend night. You get kind of tired of it real fast. Uh, yeah. Marcellus I, Jones on Christmas. Christmas I hope, dude, Oh, I will hold that against him until the day he dies. <laughs> well, thank God he never achieves anything. I wonder. We should look up his LinkedIn. I'm googling Marcellus Jones LinkedIn. The, I, yeah, I, I don't think that's like the least glamorous part of, of the the daily grind. Is like when you try to do something and you think like you're good to like go to the mall or something like that, and then you find yourself writing a story on the Forever Twenty One floor with as because somebody mowed script ohio into their neighbor's like lawn like that i don't know that that was definitely a low point for me but. <laughs> it, it appears that marcellus jones just finished up his bachelor's degree at urbana university in 2020 um now congratulations to marcellus um, yeah now the right. Urbana university he he, <laughs> he uh was at a high state 
I'll talk shit to this guy. Fuck this guy. I hated him. Uh, we he was get, in Ohio State, 2014 to, to get, 15. Um, who who was who was Patrick Max? We need to get Patrick Max on here to talk about Marcellus Jones. Uh, I love Max. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's great. But anyway, you you, you uh, can do it on Max's behalf. Yeah. See, he dude, he did 2014 to 15 Ohio State, 2017 to 20 at Winston Salem, which also overlapped his 2018 to 2020 career at Urbana University. We graduated the bachelor's in sports and fitness administration slash management. Um, I'll say a fuck Marcellus Jones, one of the meanest assholes of all time as a recruit, just a, a complete turd, complete loser. Also terrible good. at football. Yeah. We had wasted all the talent he had. This guy was like a natural six, four, 300 pounds, light feet and just didn't care about ball at all. Uh, fuck him. He can eat shit. And <laughs> Committed on Christmas I, I, day. What I think the, the one <laughs> Patrick Max, who was the first beat writer or yeah, first beat writer at Ohio or at uh, 11 warriors. Um, now I I don't I have no idea what he does now. He was working for the Browns for a while, but um, super nice guy. He, um, what what happened to him is he was out there covering the Mirror Lake jump, as like a reporter. And okay. from what I understand, Marcellus Jones shit talked his fiance or girlfriend at the time, just like pretty unsolicited, and like they were just like there watching. I I, I don't really know the whole details, but just like. There's pretty much no circumstance where you should get in an altercation with a reporter's girlfriend when Insane. they're just like watching the the mirror lake jump. So, um, what a dick. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 my my understanding of him. But oh yeah, all in all, it's uh wow, we we got really into the weeds there with uh with with some of that. But I don't I don't think we have anything else left this week. Um. You know, the Buckeyes aren't playing football yet. We'll definitely be on it for more for, for spring practice. Well, we're going to talk Buckeye basketball um, in the coming weeks, too. Um, yep. We should, there's currently a series right now Buckeye football. There is a there's a daily article coming out weekdays of breaking down uh, Ohio State's position outlook going into the spring. Um, so there's a, a position by position breakdown, kind of reviewing the who left, who's back, uh, who's new and kind of the outlook for starter to each position. So keep an eye on that for those, those previews as we go. Yep. So other than that, I don't, cool. I don't have anything to add. We're, uh, you know, a few months away from, from any sort of semblance of actual Buckeye football. So uh, we're, we're going to, we need that, that mana from above to, to get us there. So um, you guys have anything to say before we dip out? Go Bucks. Michigan sucks. And help is on the way. Hope is on the way.